From VentureX Studios, it's JP, Kathy, and the crew. Good oh, morning. Good, good night. Morning. Good morning. I no. haven't gone to bed yet. Woo! Oh my goodness. So welcome to the weekend. And it's a long weekend. And make sure that you have a safe Labor Day weekend. Super excited about today's show. Um, obviously, we have got Randy and Mary Travis on. And Are Mary you stealing Travis my thunder? On. You I'm, no, I'm, my I'm, I'm about to turn it over to you, honey. We already <laughs> talked. We talked about that on the way in studio. Um, we are about to have um, a two a just um, incredibly, incredibly gracious. Um, warriors and I you know I just um, obviously um, who doesn't know Randy Travis um, you know <laughs> to say I was starstruck <laughs> that's that's uh, that's uh, low on the totem pole um, you know what just one of the most amazing voices in country music um, and his wife um, could not be more incredible more supportive I, I, I told JP I said like this is one of these stories where um they these two you can you can look at each look, look you can see them when they look at each other that they both feel like they won the husband and wife lottery uh, what an inspiration they are all the way around well what's fortunate is is that i got to know mary years ago um when she was with randy and uh of course didn't know all of what they were going through knew about a little bit about what they were going through uh but then courtney's horses are out there right and so by going out there um it was funny because Mary's son, Raleigh, comes down because a buddy of his was down there feeding cattle or something like that and couldn't believe that he saw old Judge Payton. <laughs> had he seen Judge Payton in court? <laughs> he, he had. He had in about three or four other of them. Uh, but all of a sudden, next thing you know, we've got like six guys down there, three or four girls down there. And Courtney's like, what the heck? Everybody's just shooting the breeze. Yeah, and it was funny. I was sitting on the tack box, and it was like I was holding court. And there was like three or four young guys, young men, standing around. We were just all catching up. And uh, Mary and Randy were in Nashville at the time. Right. And so Raleigh picks up the phone and goes, you're not going to believe who's sitting in our barn. And so uh, when they got back into town, Mary came down and visited. And then we went up to the house, and we visited, and we've had dinner up at the house and they're just extremely sweet people um and it's amazing when uh, it's it's just an amazing inspirational story and so all excited. the way around I, yeah. there there are so many um when you um listen and watch the watch this interview and we encourage you to share this um you know from whatever uh, social media platform you're you're watching jp kathy and the crew on um you know, we're talking about new music, you know, new new songs out. We're talking about um, love of country. We're talking about love of God. We're talking about love of um, helping other people. Even when you've gone when you've gone through such um, a tough um, road, you're gone down such a tough road yourself. Um, just just two amazing people. And just we're so happy um, to be bringing Randy and Mary Travis to you, the crew. Yeah. And so um, enjoy their friendship. Appreciate their friendship. Um, um, enjoyed lunch um, the other oh, day the with other them. Day. I enjoyed oh. lunch with them the other day. You know, I had a good yeah. time. And, and, so, no, and nothing's uh, nothing is off limits when you're talking to them and asking them questions. It's just nope. um, just uh, what a so great what there. a great couple. Very what very blessed. Couple. Very blessed to have had them on the show. Absolutely. And looking forward to bringing them to you right now. Right now, here yeah. we go. We're gonna go ahead and get you started. Give us just a second. We're gonna give you a still screen, and we're gonna get them set up and get them in the studio here and start the interview. Well, I'll tell you, I cannot express how excited I am to have in studio Mary and Randy Travis. Thank you both for coming in. I know you had to swim to get in today. <laughs> well, thank you for having us. It's such an honor to be here. And thank you. Yeah, it was. We we had a little break in the rain, so we didn't we didn't have to paddle too hard. Well, either. I'll tell you, it. Uh, I was out that way yesterday, as you know, and I was driving back on 455 up in northern part of Denton County, and the water was coming up on both sides, and I was hydroplaning home is what I did uh, yesterday. So, no, thank you for joining us. You know, one of the things that uh, has touched my heart more than anything else were a lot of the tributes to 9-11. And one of the ones that hit me the most was Randy's tribute to 9-11 when you did America Will Always Stand. And so with your permission, Randy, I'd like to play America Will Always Stand. 
Thank you. <laughs> All right. Thank you. Let's go ahead and kick this off and play it. Charles, if you will uh, let everybody see what we see. Stands in face of evil and will not lose hope. America, the land of freedom, is still the home of the brave. So raise the banner. Called oh glory, let us join our fellow man. History will write the story. America will always stand. Walking through. Fires of danger. There are those who gave their lives. They're the world's greatest heroes, and we won't forget their sacrifice. So raise the banner. Well, I'll tell you, Randy, you know, every time I listen to that song, first of all, goosebumps. So thank you for that. Uh, reminding us that America is great and we get to determine that it's great. Nobody else, including outside influences. And so God bless you for producing that and singing that and making that a part of our, our lives. Thank you. You know, one of the things I wanted to share, we were downstairs coming up. And I had Steve and Gail Meeks up. They're going to have a show that helps couples with financial issues. And um, But Steve was in the Navy, and he was one of those that went and did it. He was one that dove off the back of the ship, jumped in a vessel, landed at night, and surged into dangerous areas, war zones, right? And uh, one of the things that Steve shared with Randy and Mary was that, and he had shared this with me about a week ago, that 
what the guys wanted to hear was Randy Travis send them on their way. And uh, he shared that with Mary and Randy downstairs. And so what a tribute, Randy, to all the men and women that serve in our military that you were able to put together in your music to help send them off. I know it sounds crazy, but into war. Yeah. You know, so. It gave them a, a, a piece of home. It really did. It no really pun intended did. on yes. the piece, but it gave them. Yes. Well, and one of the things that I think hits real close to home for you, Mary, and for you, Randy, is the Randy Travis Foundation. And what you're able to do, talk about, and make public to more people or make people more aware of how they can be a part of a solution to something. So, Mary, tell us, Randy, tell us about the Randy Travis Foundation. And I know it's it's kind of a silly question to ask what inspired it, but a lot of people will go through the things that Randy's gone through. But you've taken your your whole effort to the next level. So tell us all about that. Well, the Randy Travis Foundation was... It was founded on the fact that um, we went through the struggles that we went to. Uh, we, we went through. They were. It was. It was real life, and um, the pain and the struggles and the answers that we never got. The answers that we got, we didn't like. So, it was. Um, it was a positive way to take what life had dealt us and do something with it to help the next person. And I, think, I guess Albert Einstein once said, surround yourself with positive because the negative always has a problem for every solution. Right. <laughs> and so you know, we decided that the foundation, the onset of Randy's um, whole issue was a viral cardiomyopathy. It was a virus that hit the heart. The heart. But it was mixed, misdiagnosed for two days when we went to the emergency room because they said it was first day walking pneumonia. Second day, we went back because he couldn't breathe at all, and it was full-blown pneumonia, and they thought, well, that's strange that it would occur so fast. So by the time we got to the third hospital, which was uh, the heart hospital at Baylor and Plano, Dr. Michael Mack met us there, and he said, it's not the lungs at all, it's the heart. And um, so he, he figured out they were going to put him on a, an impella to help the heart. It was assist the heart. Um, they had put him on a two a two point five impella at McKinney Scott and White Baylor, but it didn't help, and so that's why we transported him to the heart hospital. They were going to do a five a, a twice the strength type impella, and Dr. Max said, "We don't have the time; we'll lose him." Mm. And he had already flatlined at McKinney, and they had gotten him back, and it was just one of those just minute to minute. Um, trying to trying to figure out what the right answer is and and the doctors didn't know what was going on because he wasn't responding to the pneumonia treatments so by the time we got to um baylor um or the heart hospital at baylor dr max said we've got to put him on ecmo so they immediately went in to surgery and put him on ecmo which is um putting a tube up through the through the groin the right groin and it is it basically takes over your your breathing and your blood supply and everything else and so he was in a coma at that point in time and for 72 hours he was in the coma they started bringing him out of the coma and that's when they figured out that he had flatlined i mean that he had stroked when he flatlined so he had a massive stroke uh, it was an ischemic stroke in the um in the left cerebral center cerebral part and at that point, it was too late to do anything about the stroke because you have seven hours from the onset of a stroke. Right. Um, there's a stroke that occurs every 40 seconds, and for every minute that it's not treated, there's two million brain cells that are killed off. So it's, it's so important for people that are having stroke to, for it to be recognized. We lost the luxury of that because of the coma. And um, so it was it was a lot going on real fast, you know, and and um, Randy's Randy's courage. Um, I say he, he stared death in the face and death blinked. And but his courage and God's grace has got us where we are now. We spent mm -hmm. five and a half uh, months in hospitals mm -hmm. and everything from two brain surgeries, five tracheotomies, intubations, mm -hmm. 38, 40 IVs. 
He had sepsis at one point um, that was so bad they had to put him in quarantine in Vanderbilt. And um, the doctor that he had the third week of rotation was George Jones's doctor. And I went to him and I said, and this was after they had already come to me and said, we just need to go ahead and let him go. He's got too many things going wrong. His, you know, he's um, going more backwards than forwards. So let me stop. Let me stop you there. They come to you and they say, too much going on. It's time to let him go. Before you even go into Randy, before you respond verbally to anybody, I mean, this is the man you love, the man you have stood by and you are racing from medical facility to medical facility at this point. What goes through your mind for you as the wife, the one that loves this man? What are your, what are your thoughts at this point? Well, at that point, we weren't married yet. And so it made it a little bit more difficult because they were not wanting to listen to me as the girlfriend. But mm-hmm. I was, I mean, I was, you were there. sorry about your bad day, but this is it. <laughs> <laughs> and, right. you know, it, we would have been married before, but it just kind of, you know. Fell got, all this way. Yeah, it, so mm-hmm. it's okay. But m- my first reaction was, yes, I've waited for this man all my life. I love him more than I love my own life, and I'm not going to let him go if there's anything I can do. And my prayer was, God, please let me have him back. You know, any way, shape, or form, just let me have him back. God was faithful. He gave him back. And And I'm I'm grateful every day. But, yeah, I was mad and I was angry. They had taken me into a room with doctors and interns and nurses and some of our friends that were there, um, including Nancy Jones, George's wife, and um, Jeff Davis, his, his tour manager for 28 years, and his brother, Dennis, some other people. And they said, they said Mary, you just, we're going to have to let him go. We, there's nothing else we can do. We can't get a, on top of, he had serratia pseudomonas. He was very septic. Um, staph infection that was going rampant. And they said, there's not anything else we can do. So I was, at that point, a little mad because I was I was upset that they were giving up when we weren't ready to give up and of course I was very sad and so I left the room and I went over to I went to back to Randy's room and I just knelt down by his bed and I held his hand and I said baby you gotta let me know if you want to keep fighting this fight you know because we're gonna fight it if you want to well he, he was still in his semi-coma state and I didn't really expect an answer because of what was going on with him but he he squeezed my hand and then that a little tear fell right out of the side and I was like <laughs> and I was I was like a mama bear at that point in time <laughs> right yeah. it was yeah, yeah that's, cha- that's a game changer all, I, it was it's a game all. changer that's a game changer <laughs> that's all I needed so I went back in that room and I was like you know what we're fighting this with or without you we're fighting it and we're watching you so you know it they they kind of got on board and that next week we got um, Dr. Toll and he was like I said George Jones's doctor and he, he I sat down and I told him what we'd been through for the last two weeks of rotation right and he said okay Mary I'm gonna change a lot of things we can only do it for a short p- period of time or it'll do more damage than good so I said whatever it takes I mean we'd already been through the the emergency brain surgery where Dr. Max said we've got three hours to do this surgery if we don't do it by six o'clock we'll lose him because the midline has shifted so much and so um, he said we have one to two percent chance of survival if we do it and zero percent if we don't I said that's a hundred percent over zero we're doing it that's so right I, Amen. Did. I, I can do the math on <laughs> that, that. <laughs> yeah. and that again that was Randy's grit and his determination and you know his toughness but it's it was it was hard, but Dr. Toll said, I just lost George Jones, and I'm, I'm not losing Randy Travis. So I knew that I had finally a doctor that was uh, on our fighting side. Right, you had a fighter. We had a fighter. You had a warrior. Mm-hmm. And in five days. One of God's his, warriors. Well, he was. And in five days, his, um, his staff had started turning around and dropping numbers, and the serratia, the pseudomonas, had started dissipating. So 
within I think 11 days he said you can take him back to Plano now you can take him back mm. home and it was a hallelujah moment <laughs> Boy, yeah they're getting ready to bury him and you yeah. said you said not just no but hell no, no. <laughs> we're ready to fight because Randy yeah. just told me we're ready to yeah, fight Randy he, he's the one that decided yeah. that's you awesome know, I was just as Chuck voice. bring up the uh, the website would you please so Mary talk to us about the picture with him in the wheelchair because you have uh, been through all of this you have fought all this They've told him he's done, yeah. and you went in and you sat by his, kneeled by his side of his bed, and he told you without words, I'm not done. I'm not, I've got that steely-eyed look I can give you and then that big smile. I'm not done. I knew he was having conversations with God. Yeah. Right. That's what I knew while he was there, and he was, and I knew that he was still talking with God, and they, they had an agreement. They, they, they came to an agreement. <laughs> they, they had an agreement. So talk to us about, I mean, go ahead and go full screen if you would, Charles, please. Yeah, talk to us about the wheelchair uh, moment. This is a moment. Yeah, that was a huge moment for us because it was about, well, it was five months. Yeah, about five months and a week into this ordeal that we had been through um, with two steps forward and one step back and then three steps forward and four steps back and you just day after day but anyway this was our first day to be able to go out uh, outside of the hospital and his first day to get any fresh air in five months mm -hmm. and we were at Vanderbilt and so they took us they let us go out on top of Vanderbilt where the helicopter pad is and Randy's in his chair there. With, he's overlooking the city of Nashville. And I just thought that was such a, a poignant moment to say, mm -hmm. I'm not leaving Nashville. I'm mm -hmm. not, you know, it's, it's still home to me, and I'm, I'm still here, guys. So mm -hmm. he, was, he was kind of an angel looking over Nashville from my mm -hmm. point of view. Well, and what a victorious moment. Yeah. I mean, it that's was. a victory. And, it's, and with, I see the shadows from the sun, yeah. and it's like God's looking down on him. Yeah. Saying, okay, Smiling. here you go. I, I gave you another chance yeah. to make the best of yeah. it. And, and then, you know, you move forward with your foundation. Um, music and arts education. Right. Uh, tell us about, tell the crew about how important that is to you, Randy, and to you, Mary. Well, obviously music is, it. that's the fiber of his soul. I mean, that's what, that's what drove him. And from the time he was three or four years old, he had a little guitar in his hand and a horse under his bottom. But <laughs> he he thrived with music, and he was good at it. And it, his voice is God-given. He didn't really take vocal lessons. and oh, I, um, didn't, I he, didn't know that. No, and he went to... Oh, that is a gift from God. When he didn't he give went, out that many voices. He doesn't, not like that. No. When he was uh, nine and his brother was ten, his daddy sent him to a um, guitar teacher... And she said, well, now one of you, your daddy said one of you has to sing. Well, Ricky, his brother, was older. He said, I don't want to sing. <laughs> and so she said, well, I guess that Miss, her name was Kate Mangrum. She said, well, I guess you have to sing, Randy. And he's like, okay. <laughs> and so that's how we got oh this beautiful goodness. voice was by default. You know, he, he was totally had Somebody to. had to sing out yeah. of the two of you. So music was so important to him. And he wasn't a straight-A student in class. He didn't care for math and science and history. He loved his music, both singing and playing the guitar and, and, and entertaining. And, of course, now we look back on it changing lives. But if he had not had that, I guess it was in ninth grade that the principal finally said, you know what, you come in the front door, you go out the back door, you don't spend any time in class, at least go out in the parking lot and pick up cigarette butts. <laughs> And so he did that for part of ninth grade, and then he was it, it was not not going to be, and he yeah. went full time music from there on. Yeah. So it's if it hurts my heart to hear that schools are are shutting down arts programs and music programs, it's and yeah. there are, there are kids out there that that are so talented and yeah. that are hidden talents. I mean, who would know? And if they don't have that access to to music and to instruments, which for people that are are not maybe from a, a well off you know school or something they are home they can't afford Even you know pianos or guitars right. or anything right. so it's important to us to bring awareness that there are there are kids that don't learn math and science 
but they learn through music. And there's so much therapy in music. They found that in stroke. They found that with all, all sorts of, of maladies that people have and recoveries. So why isn't music just as, as important as math and science, if not more now than ever because of You're right. what this world has been through? You're right. So, and, and music is it's healing. Um, very healing. That's, I, I know um, if, if I'm sad, if I'm mad, if I'm happy, yeah. I listen to music. Yeah, and I, I love the one, uh, music is a, an equal opportunity healer. It's good it for the performer and the listener. It is. It's, it's, tr- yeah, amen. it's so true. Amen. Yeah. So what what does his foundation do, and how can we support the Randy Travis Foundation? Well, as far as just as, as bringing awareness to viral cardiomyopathy and educating people on that so that it's not misdiagnosed, um, or not diagnosed at all, as was our case, the first 48 hours, which were critical. So we'd love to bring some sort of awareness to, um, to hospitals. You know, now they have, and I know Tennessee was one of the first to start it, the governor, um, because of Randy, we met with him, and they set up hospitals that were stroke-prepared. We... So that people that lived somewhere, just because somebody called 911, they didn't just take them to the closest hospital, but if they were showing signs of stroke, they went to one that was credentialed for stroke recovery immediate help so that they weren't losing precious time in transport. Um, It's important for people to understand the only 100% cure is, is to to keep from getting a stroke, but right. you can't do that because you don't know. Right. So that between just awareness and then stroke recovery, just patience, you know, just it's somehow reaching out there to the people that are going through it. If it's if it's phone calls, if it's reaching out, if it's don't give up. I, I visit with a lot of people that are going through stroke They've reached out to me. They said, what do I do? What? How do I feel? Well, like, is the loved one? Yeah. Because you, I would imagine, and you've said, you right. felt helpless. The person that you love the most yeah. is in trouble. So yeah. you, and we're you, not, can be, you can be a hero to those people to know what, what, what to does expect. your loved one need. Mm-hmm. And what to yes. expect. Because we can get a lot of education, but we're never prepared for that. We're never taught how to deal with something like that. And any of us, and we all go through... Um, really hard times in life and unexpected um, emergencies, delays, medical, um, death, and how do you deal with it? And, you know, you've got, I think it's most important to understand that you've got to really lean hard on God. You know, just having sweet Jesus walking beside you every step of the way, knowing that the path is going to be bumpy sometimes, but he's always there, and it will smooth out you know, with patience and perseverance. And um, so that's the stroke. I mean, the um, foundation is just something, awareness, um, early detection, uh, post-stroke rehabilitation, and, of course, including children early in in music so that they can make a difference, too, just like Randy did. Oh, you know, just we, I just, uh, you know, and, and we've got several of your fans I mean, JP and I sitting here can't imagine, like we had friends here earlier and we were talking about you know, the 80s and the 90s and all the songs that we had of yours on our mixed cassette tapes. For those of you who are young and listening to the show. <laughs> They're like, what's a cassette yeah, tape? Look at Google it. What's a cassette but, tape? But um, there wasn't one cassette tape in my cassettes that was mixed that didn't have at least two or three Randy Travis songs. And there's so many fans that wouldn't have had that so it's just it's just so amazing and thank you for that gift thank you charles if you'll bring up the uh, website one more time please this is how you can contact to donate be a part of the movement to educate and make sure that children have that opportunity for music and art education um and so uh, you can contact bailey at the randy travis foundation.org is that accurate yes, still? I think so, yes. And so you can go on to the site at randytravisfoundation.org uh, by appointment only, but make a contact. Reach out, yes. and let's help somebody else. Let's help educate uh, the general public and even the medical public. You know, maybe it's time we meet with Governor Abbott. 
You want to do something here in Texas? Oh, I'm thinking the same thing. Amen. It may be time to meet with Governor Abbott. So we may we may have to do that one day. Take a trip down to Austin. We'll load the RV up and we'll go down to Austin. (laughs) (laughs) We'll we'll roll into the Capitol in style. (laughs) That's what we'll do. So talking talking about style. How about this? I'm sitting there and I'm watching a rendition of Amazing Grace, and I mean tears just started flowing. My great-grandmother used to sing Amazing Grace because my, the women on my side of the family are musical. Me, not musical. <laughs> not at all. We still love you, JP. Right. Well, you have to. It's a voice you, you have to love. You can play music. It's just on the radio. Yeah, yes. Thank you. And I do that pretty well. I will be well. quoting her on a regular basis. <laughs> yes, Remember what Mary said about yes, playing will. it on the radio. <laughs> Give it back. Well, especially with me. Let Randy have it. Especially with me. And so how did it feel? I mean, how did it make you feel, even just in one word, to be able to stand up there in front of your contemporaries? Nobody's expecting this. Everybody knows the battle that you have had, that you pretty much battled from everybody telling you he's done to, yeah, I'm not done. And you belt out Amazing Grace. A lot. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Did it feel good, honey? A lot. And you yeah. did a great job, too. Oh, it oh was. Yeah, it was. It was very unexpected. Of course, his induction was in 2016 um, with Fred Foster and Charlie Daniels, who was, he was so dear to us, and, and we miss him desperately every day uh, since July the 6th. But, um decided in his in his acceptance speech I said I think you can you can do this and we had practiced it some in speech therapy at select rehabilitation and we we had left Dallas to go to Nashville um, the week before the induction and we were pulling out of the parking lot at um, at my mother's rest home she passed of dementia and we were pulling out of the parking lot because we wanted to see her before we left. And his brother called and said, it was a Saturday morning, he said, I, I hate to tell you, but Dad just died. Oh, so his goodness. dad just passed away from a, a massive heart attack unexpectedly. He was planning to be at the, at the Hall of Fame induction. So we diverted and went to North Carolina instead of Nashville. And um, he was buried on Tuesday, and then we headed on to Nashville. And in that car ride, both to North Carolina and Tennessee, we ran through Amazing Grace mm-hmm. a bunch of times, right? Yeah. I think he, he was tired of me turning it on and singing it. <laughs> I know he was tired. He was tired of hearing me, I know. But anyway, it was just one of those things where we weren't sure we were going to do it up until the moment before the, in, the induction started. And we hadn't told the Hall of Fame people, we hadn't told his manager or publicist or anybody, not a soul. We didn't even tell the kids. <laughs> so, and so when, he, when, when I got through speaking for him and I handed him over the mic and I just said, I'm going to give you back the voice for Andy Jass. We had people from even Texas that were there. And they were like, oh, my gosh, Mary's lost her mind. <laughs> They're like, what is she thinking? And it was just so beautiful because he, he took that mic, and it was like he'd never put it down. And no. he came out with the four verses, and it was beautiful. Mm-hmm. you know. And it wasn't – it's like we talked about. It won't be like it was before, but it's even going to be more beautiful. Oh, so, it, yeah, even better. You know, it, it, was, was, it showed the it grit. Was. It showed the determination. Charles, go to my screen, if you would, please. This is from Taste of Country. Oh, and, okay. Um, I loved what they did with this because it gave a little bit of Charlie Daniels as well. And so here we go. I'm going to go ahead and play this. And uh... Travis, producer Fred Foster, and Charlie Daniels were inducted on Sunday night in Nashville. Garth Brooks had the honor of inducting Travis, performing three wooden crosses, and saying he wouldn't be in the Hall of Fame himself if it weren't for the 57-year-old singer. Wife Mary was at Travis's side as he took the microphone and shocked the audience by singing Amazing Grace. We smile every morning, and there's some nights that we cry when we go to bed in frustration. We pray differently now, we trust faithfully, and we fight on. Every day we sing. It's a special thing to hear Randy Travis sing, I think. Don't you agree? 
You'd be hard pressed to find someone in attendance who wasn't tingling all over. Sometimes we sing the greatest redemption song of all time and it fills us with thankfulness. That song is Amazing Grace. Ladies and gentlemen, heroes and friends, tonight I want to give back to you the voice of Brandy Travis. If you would all join in with Brandy singing Amazing Grace. Okay. <laughs> Garth will help you. The amazing grace, how sweet the sound So again, just beautiful, um, amazing. I mean, I'm looking at Garth, who tributes you to his success as a big part of that, standing there singing with you and enjoying every moment of amazing grace. And so God bless you for showing people that don't quit, don't give up. I'm not. I'm going to get in front of the world and I'm going to show you. It's, yeah. yep, And you did. And God bless you for that. Thank you for that. Thank you. I mean, it was amazing. And I'll tell you something else that's amazing is that Randy and Mary sat down with author Ken Abraham and his wife and wrote a book, but not just any book. Tell us about what you were able to put together to give to the world, a piece of Randy Travis and his life. And so tell us about the autobiography. Did you hold anything back? Not really. I mean, there was it was it was the um, it was the good, the bad, the ugly, as they say. <laughs> and it was it was it was interesting going back through it um, as far as digging information out. Uh, it was cathartic. I mean, it was healing in a way. It was painful in a way, but it was something where it was so many of his his fans had wanted to know where he came from, what the background was, uh, what what the backstory was on his songs, what what created the songs, and just just the man that he is. And, and I think that Ken Abraham nailed it. He, he, he had to kind of work backwards uh, because it was post-stroke, and Randy was not able to just sit like most people are when they're having a, a um, ghostwriter write write their autobiography he couldn't sit and have long hourly converse, conversations so ken would go and find stories and and interviewed he in, he interviewed countless people and and got their stories and then he'd come back to randy and i and he would verify with randy everything randy would give us kind of, of hints as to what rabbit trails to go down and it was it was really a it was an interesting project and couldn't have done it with any anybody more of a masterpiece or a master than uh, Ken Abraham. I think he did a beautiful job mm -hmm. capturing and I think one of the greatest compliments is we we talk to people that say I feel like Randy's reading me his story. It's mm -hmm. not just a book about his life but I feel like he's reading it to me and I think that that was that was something that's that that's an art. Yeah. So it was it was it was fun to do. Yeah. It was exhausting, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. But it's all out there now, so yeah, there wasn't a lot held back. Yeah. It was some of the painful stuff that you didn't want to pull back out of the closet. You had to, but yeah. that's it. Was there when, when it was all said and done, Mary, Randy? Did it feel like a weight of life had just been lifted off of you when you were able to get that book out there? Uh, yeah, yeah. I think so yeah. because he did. He he lived a lot of life. Um, um, he he did a lot of good, and he would be the first to tell you he did a lot of bad when he was young. But those are the things that he overcame, and that's where he wants to be an inspiration and an encouragement to to young kids that are having a hard time finding their way. You can still do it. You know, don't ever give up. Yeah. Not not as a youngster, and not after mm -hmm. going through a stroke. Just don't ever don't ever give up. And, and that's a message we need. Randy and Mary now more than ever. So thank y'all for that gift. Thank you. Well, and you know, what's exciting is the fact that regardless, it shows people that life is life. We all put our legs in our pants one leg at a time. And it's those, those 
memories. It's those moments in life that we use to define a message to other people. And the message from Randy is whether it was good, bad, or indifferent in my life, you can overcome. But you've got to be willing to make that fight. And that's what I get from the book is you got to make that fight. And if you're willing to do that, then life will go your way. And so I love it. If you'll bring it up, Charles, it's forever and ever. Amen. And uh, Randy Travis with Ken Abraham and um, just and I've started reading the book. So mm-hmm. I've got places in the house I read. And so this book is at the table in the morning when I get my coffee Good. and I start to read. And that's how I get started in the morning. And so um, thank you for, for writing that and putting that out there. I mean, just what a miracle that that is. And so thank you for that. You know, another miracle, of course, is your voice. And you released a song in 2020. Right. And it's a beautiful song. And with your permission, I would like to be able to play that song. All right. So we're going to play. This is Fool's Love Affair by Randy Travis. So, first of all, what a blessing to have another Randy Travis song. I love that. What was the inspiration to release this song now? Well, that song was recorded in 1984 before he even had a, um, uh, before he even was with Warner. Uh, And he was just kind of new in Nashville, and he was doing demos. So Charlie Monk, who's considered the mayor of Music Row, kind of self-titled himself that, but everybody believed it, so that's what he is. <laughs> and Charlie Monk is just a real outgoing, uh, congenial, sweet. I mean, he's just a sweetheart of a man. And he had Randy do this um, this demo that Milton Brown and Keith Stegall and Charlie had written. 
and like I said, Randy was still cooking at the Nashville Palace, and but he was doing demos as so many young artists do when they get to Nashville, just to survive. And so that one went on into uh, it went into a shelf that yeah. Charlie never visited again for a long time, and he found the demo about three years ago. And he called and he said, I found this demo to Fool's Love Affair. And he sent it to us. He said, does Randy remember it? Randy said, yeah, I remember it. Mm-hmm. I don't remember when I cut it, but um, I do remember. So Charlie said, well, I, I want to take it to Kyle Lenning. He took it to Kyle Lenning, who was Randy's longtime producer, and said, what can you do with it? He said, well, I need the max masters. I need the multi-tracks to right. be able to, you know, to make it into something we could put on radio. And, well, Charlie said, I can't find them. So for a year and a half, he looked for him, couldn't find him. And about a year and a half ago, he kicked over a box that he was fixing to send to the Hall of Fame in the archives. Right. And out fell this master of Fool's Love Affair. He said he got so excited. He called us. He called (laughs) Kyle. And that's where it all came from. He just, he believed in it. Kyle enjoyed it. Mm -hmm. Randy, it was just one of those things. He said, I knew that it was a God wink. Right. And yep. that it was supposed to see the light of day, or I never would have found it. So I'll be going. Was just, yeah, what are the odds? Or, mm-hmm. What are the odds? And he, it, it's just nice to hear his voice on the radio again. Well, so. you know what's nice about it is it's not in our time. No. It's in God's no. time. It is in God's and time. And this is when it was supposed to come out. And boy, Lord knows we need some love. Yeah. Boy, right now, that's for sure. We sure yeah. are struggling in that, and as a country. So what a great time for the song to come out. Well, you know, Kathy. What a blessing to have both of them in today. Like I said, I'm a fan girl. I'm sorry we were crazy when we first walked. I was like, it's Randy Travis. <laughs> I mean, if you would have told, you know, 25-year-old Kathy, she'd be sitting across the table from Randy Travis's 53-year-old Kathy. I'd have never believed you. <laughs> but I'm so grateful, so grateful to have this opportunity. And thank you so much for your music and for your your god-given talents and for not giving up on life thank you well also go to the randy travis foundation.org uh, make an appointment let's get the education out there and like i say kathy and i may um have to make a few phone calls we may I have to make a trip down to austin to call okay. and uh, visit with governor yeah. Abbott and see what we can do about doing something like that here in texas mm-hmm. And so uh, we definitely want to make sure that that information gets out. That's important information. Yeah, you know, you could save another girlfriend, another wife, the, the trouble yeah. and say, you don't give up. There's a way to fight back, That's you right. know, and, right. if, and if he believes in it, then yeah. it can happen. And so that's just, it's amazing. And so thank you so much. I want to take us out because again, it's my favorite. Sorry. <laughs> America will always stand. I want to take us out of the show today. Have a blessed weekend, the crew. I hope yes. you've enjoyed this as much as we have enjoyed this. Randy and Mary, thank you so much for taking the time to swim from your ranch in Tioga. <laughs> thank you for having us. We really enjoyed it. And and we so, just want to go out and tell everybody to keep smiling. Think, find something to, to, to laugh about every day. Yep. Um, you know, where there's darkness, bring light. And um, wherever you go, be a blessing. The right. two of you certainly are a blessing. Thank you. Thank y'all. Thank you. All right, and here we go. We're going to take it out with my favorite. This truly has become my favorite Randy Travis song. She stands in the face of evil And will not lose hope or faith America, the land of freedom, is still the home of the brave. So raise the banner, call the glory, let us join our fellow man, history.
This love that I feel for you always will be But you're not just time that I'm killing I'm no longer one of those guys As sure as I live This love that I give Is gonna be yours until the day that I die I'm gone.